Wherever you are in your journey, you are welcome here with us. We are people of prayer, and at this specific time, it's a holy time. And also in the Jewish tradition, it's a holy period of time, of a few weeks, that we believe that the gates of heaven are even more open for our prayers. I would like us to pray for a few things this today. First, for recovery and relief for the people in the Caribbean, Florida, and Texas. Second, for safety and rescue for the Rohinian people, it's Muslim minority in um, Minyar. Um, they are being atrociously persecuted. So we need to think and pray for them as well. And third, for our young dreamers in America. In the presence of a gracious God, we gather. God who lives and loves through each one of us. God who meets us here today as we worship. Blessed be the name of God. Amen. Lord, love is, love is patient. Lord, love is kind. Lord, love is not yellow. Lord, love is not pompous. Lord, Love is not inflated. Lord, love is 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 not root. Lord, make us your instrument serving the need of of, of others first, loving since Leslie. Loving and endlessly. Amen. All this pain, I wonder if I'll ever find my way. I wonder if my life could really change at all. All this earth, could all that is lost ever be found? Could a garden come up from this ground at all you make 
You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. All around, hope is springing up from this old ground. Out of chaos, life is being found in you. You make, you make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. You make me new. You are making me new. You make me new. You are making me new. You make me new. You make me new. You are making me new. One more time. You make me new. You are making me new. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. You make. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. Today, we have two sacred texts. The first is from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 4b to 7. God made the earth and the heavens when no plant of the field was yet in the earth, and no herb of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was no one 
to till the ground. But a stream would rise from the earth and water the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The second reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. After this, the Lord appointed 70 others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send our laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in this peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into the streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Here ends today's reading. I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. They were the only words I could find in the hardest parenting moments for me since I had a walking, talking, willful toddler. And I needed to keep his attention, and I needed to express my frustration, and I needed to buy a little time, and I needed to call on help. So those were the words I found. I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. And I realized in those moments that a large part of me had grown up expecting that if I loved people, I would like them a lot, and that they would like me. And I remembered important moments when my parents were upset with me for something or another, and I worried they didn't love me. I didn't want my walking, talking, willful toddler to feel that way, so I needed to tell him that I loved him. And I needed to tell him I didn't like him. So this passage, Luke 10, this is the one that jumped into my mind when Pastor Scott asked me to preach during this chapel season. Actually, what jumped into my mind first was that phrase from our family, I love you, but I don't like you very much right now. <laughs> that went better than I thought. But then Luke 10. And I should add that this very same kid, no longer a toddler, 13, I asked him for his advice this morning as I was coming to speak to you, and he said, tell the truth. He doesn't know the subject. But I'll, I'll tell you, as part of that faithfulness to him, that our kids have actually used, I love you, but
but I don't like you right now, back on us. And even though it's hard, it's been a blessing because, praise God for this, and it may still yet be coming, I have not yet heard, I hate you, you're ruining my life, <laughs> which is a big fear of mine and of ours. So when my kids say to me, I love you, but I don't like you right now, it's the same kind of fierce holding on to a something bigger that both of us share and the fierce holding on to what God is trying to do in each of our lives, even though we can't work it out right in that minute. It's the kind of phrase that often leads us to back up a few paces and get some time. And it's the kind of phrase that helps us find words to come back together eventually. But this passage from Luke 10 has been important at lots of times in my life. And as I was a teenager and I was realizing that if I loved people, I wasn't going to please them all the time and they weren't going to please me, I found my refuge in doing stuff, in good works. Maybe you have come across this too. In my own tradition of Methodism, the emphasis on practical piety. So it's works of mercy and love. And I thought, well, I don't have to like it, but I can do something. I can feed the sick and help heal them. I can go out and do. And I heard in this scripture, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. I could try to be one of the few, at least some of the time, and then go on your way, see I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Well, that part wasn't very pleasant either, but at least it was honest. It told me the truth. And it told me that even if I acted in love and I prioritized somebody else's pleasure and pleasantness, they weren't always going to be pleased. That sometimes they would feel like wolves to me and I would crave protection. But then I got tired. And I got cautious. And I worried what shape my love should take. I found that my intentions were not always read the way I meant them by other people, and that my acts of love could exhaust me and I could yet feel empty. And I really tried to shut up and be still for a while. And then in my 20s, it was another verse that helped me. It was this one, five and six. Whatever, you whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in your peace, your peace will rest on that person, and you'll dwell in peace together. But if not, it will return to you. This last bit, the idea that it would return to me, was huge in my 20s when I was getting to ready to risk again. Because it told me this, that if I would reach out in love, if I would affirm God's peace, and the people I was encountering, that I could handle it even if they were wolves. Because if the peace did, was not resting with them, it would come back to me. This idea that God's peace is never wasted, that you can't run out of it or lose it or stop being able to do it was transformational for me. And it made me start reaching out and risking more and trying to look at other people more to be willing to say, peace be to this house and be refused because it wasn't wasted and it would come back. 
And so I started again. And then after I had been around with people sometime, doing the work of love, this was before I came up with I love you but I don't like you right now, it would have helped me a lot in my 20s. Finally, another verse. Whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Oh boy, that one gave me a practice. This is the practice. Maybe you can do it right where you are. You're wiping the dust off that problematic interaction you had earlier today or yesterday. That time where you risked yourself and you felt refused or met by wolves. And the kind that makes you want to shut up and be still for a while. You are shaking that off, right? So I felt empowered in this. I thought, you know, this is another way to be sent out. It's actually another way to love because I can keep on loving even when I'm protesting something. And so it gives me courage to risk out and to try to speak up, and then it gives me a way to try to start letting it go if it doesn't work out so well. And I do it under the table in meetings sometimes. <laughs> and I do it in my house with the people in my house sometimes. And it's helped me a whole lot. And after I'd been doing that practice for a while, the practice of letting go, I thought, oh my gosh. I, I knew I had to let it go because of what it might contort in me. I knew I had to let it go because of loving and not liking. But it took a long time for it to occur to, occur to me that God knows what to do with dust. We have to let dust of difficult interactions go because God breathes new life into dust, brings life up from the ground, and makes living beings. We're dusty ones, friend. Dust and spirit. And sometimes when I'm shaking off that dust that I thought belonged to someone else, I leave a little room for God to work on me and I get grown into a new being. Friends, this loving each other thing, it's a deep affirmation that God created all of us, all of the lambs and all of the wolves and all of the welcomers and all of the refusers, that God breathed life into all of our piles of dust. It could give us courage to reach out in peace knowing that it's never wasted, that it will come back to us. It can give us courage to speak up and to protest and to act out of that love. And it can give us ways of letting go when it is not pleasant for us and not pleasant for others. And we have to let go because of what it does to us and because of what God might do in us and in other people. So I asked for that song to be sung this morning, and I know 
I've shared some of this with you before, some of you, because this song has been so profound for me. You make beautiful things out of dust. And one of my former students taught sign language to do that. So I'm going to close with this. You make beautiful things out of dust. Can you do it with me? You make beautiful things out of dust. And then the second one starts the same. You make beautiful things out of us. We can't always see the beauty. We don't always like it. It isn't always pleasant. We screw up and other people shake the dust that is us off of their feet. But we affirm that our God knows what to do with dust. And we open ourselves to the new life that comes from being dusty ones, awakened with God's breath. May God's love be in your hearts. May God's love be in your lips. May God's love be in your touch. May God's love direct your feet. May God's love be the life you live.